Welcome to the Dust Bond Podcast, where our goal is to help you survive your dust job and modern life in general, really. This episode is meant to be an introduction to how our interviews will be structured, how to use the podcast to get the best results, and it'll also dive into my path through the world of health and wellness and what inspired me to start this thing in the first place. So thanks for tuning in. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. My journey down the road of health and wellness began with a question. The question is, why does everyone feel 20 years older than they really are? With the excessive amount of knowledge out there clogging up our social media news feeds about how to stay healthy and get those ripped six-pack abs in time for summer, you'd think people would be living forever. But when I look around at my friends, family, and coworkers, that is definitely not the case. And I was a prime example of that. At the age of 24, I was fat, sick, and unhealthy. I had just finished my bachelor's degree, uh, the last year of which I was also working a full-time desk job, and I went through the process of closing on a house. The combination of those different factors meant that I was sitting on my butt for 80 hours a week on a good week and 100 plus on a bad week. The problem wasn't just limited to gaining weight. I wasn't, you know, just upset about having to wear pants that were a few sizes larger than before. I was dealing with a whole host of other problems. My eyes were getting you know, blurry vision despite having 20-20 vision for my entire life. I was getting pain in my hands and wrists and lower back, which was making it difficult not just to do my job every day, but it was getting in the way of me living my life as I had before. And I wasn't sure exactly what I should do to deal with all of this, so like I'm sure many of you listening, I turned to the conventional wisdom of, oh, you're unhealthy and you're overweight, well then you need to lose weight and get healthy, and the way to do that is by going to the gym and by eating healthy. And I tried to do those things. I tried to honestly replicate how I had done things before back in high school when I was healthy, and that did get me some results. I lost a little bit of weight, but... I didn't get back to the point I'd been at before, and all the other problems were still there. They didn't go away. And as a young, dumb 24-year-old, I figured, okay, I'm a little bit out of my element here, so I'm going to turn to the people who've been dealing with this for longer and might know what to do about it, the people in my office who've been working this way 5, 10, 20 years, to get an idea from them about how do they deal with this problem? How do they avoid these aches and pains that I assume if you kept at this type of work for you know, 5, 10, or 20 years would only get worse and worse over time? And whatever answers I was hoping to get from these conversations, I most certainly did not. Um, many of the ways people approach this problem were ways of dealing with the pain. They would have you know, stretching routines for their hands or back that they could do anytime the pain flared up or they would go see the chiropractor when their back felt like it was having some sort of problem or, you know, one person even just would take some aspirin every time they started to feel back pain. I was looking for a way to prevent the pain from happening in the first place, but the deeper I dug into this problem, the more I realized that most people had simply come to terms with the fact that this is just a new thing that they now have to deal with in their life. And for a 
24-year-old to hear that was honestly pretty depressing. You know, you work hard, you go through college, you buy a house, you've got a decent paying job, and you're pretty excited. Like, okay, I've finally made it to where I want to be. And then to tell that person that you are going to have to just deal with this gnawing pain for, you know, the rest of your working life until you reach retirement. And then you're going to be at an age where you're going to have a whole host of other problems to deal with. That was a very depressing moment. And it took me a while to get out of that. It wasn't until a friend actually introduced me to a book, uh, the book called Why We Get Fat by the author Gary Tobes, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Tobes, Taubes. Anyway, it is an incredible book. Uh, if anybody's struggling with weight loss, I highly recommend it. But the book was great for me because it very much matches up with how how my brain works essentially because before reading that book i had a vague idea of what was healthy and unhealthy when it came to diet and eating you know i knew that based on what i was told that you want to burn more calories than you consume and that there are these certain foods that are bad for you but it was very my level of knowledge was pretty vague and unspecific and i didn't really understand how the body worked when it came to storing fat and that's why that book was so great is because it explained how the body worked that's what i'm talking about when i say that it matches up with how my brain works i like to sort of tinker underneath the hood and understand what is at play that is causing these things to happen and that's the knowledge that that book gave me and that was a bit of a turning point for me because i realized that the problem i was running into was the approach i was taking to this you know, before my way of trying to eat healthy and get in shape is I would read what somebody else wrote on the subject, try to get their opinion on it or check out their their methodology and how they would go about doing this thing. When really, for me, the only way to make a change in my life for the better is to understand what the problem is, what causes the problem, and then work backwards from there to find the solution. And I realized that that's what I had been doing by asking coworkers about what they were doing to solve the problem. I was trying to just take the approach of somebody else and apply it to my own life and hope to get some sort of positive results out of it. But simply doing something because somebody else says that it's going to work well or says that it worked for them is not something that I find easy to stick with because the reason that I have for sticking with it isn't solid. It's not based on knowledge or understanding. And that's when I switched my approach instead of asking other people for their solution to the problem, I would do my best to learn about the problem, figure out what caused it, and then work backwards from there. And that's when everything changed course because instead of just trying to figure out what can I do to treat this pain? I started looking at, okay, how does the skeletal structure of the hand and arm work? And why is typing the keyboard all day leading to pain? Or, you know, how does inflammation affect the body? And what does that have to do with all these aches and pains that we feel? Or how does the biomechanics of the spine and legs and the hip muscles work? And that's when I truly started to understand the problem and as I said before and say again, work backwards from there to find a solution. 
That is my goal with this podcast. There, in my mind, are many problems with the health and wellness industry, but two major ones that come to mind. The first is that so often the traditional approach is just to treat the symptoms without ever working to eliminate the root disease. Chiropractors will give somebody weekly adjustments for their back pain, yet they'll rarely explain the mechanics of the spine or encourage patients to get a proper chair that encourages good posture. Doctors will prescribe insulin to their type 2 diabetic patients without trying their damnedest to convince them to avoid the sugary foods that caused it in the first place. In a way, healthcare professionals have a monetary incentive to give people temporary relief from their pain so that they must return to get another dose of it. Healthy people aren't very profitable, for better or worse. The second problem is also a monetary one, this time on the diet and fitness side. That entire industry has exploded over the past few years and has been flooded with gurus and diet experts peddling their ab-shredding workouts and superfoods that'll get you ripped or make you live forever. The problem with this is that people need to be even more unique to stand out amidst all that noise. There is an incredibly high supply of experts compared to the fairly low demand for their services. This means that they need to become better at standing out and selling in order to stay in business instead of just being able to focus on the main goal of getting people in shape. So they'll come up with a special brand name for their particular diet. You've got the South Beach diet, the Mediterranean diet, Atkins, the Paleo diet. When you look at all those objectively, they all have very similar rules in terms of what foods are and aren't acceptable and are based on the same core biological principles. The same applies to P90X, CrossFit, Insanity, and what I'm sure are dozens of other workout routines that have popped up since. The same core rules guide how you implement the program, but selling a set of rules doesn't make the kind of money that personal training sessions do. There's another effect this has on how gurus try to sell their ideas, which is a bit more insidious and will require a bit of a vocab lesson to explain. If people understand the root cause of many of these problems, then they won't need to pay someone to handle it for them. And that's where the vocab comes in, with a word that is rarely used but is relevant here, and that word is obfuscate. Obfuscate means to make obscure or unclear, to confuse, bewilder, or stupefy. The only way I can explain this phenomenon is to call it intentional obfuscation. Gurus will intentionally make things obscure or unnecessarily complex so that you then have to pay them to make it clear for you. They'll talk about the bioavailability of different nutrients or things like insulin sensitivity, muscle glycogen, and all manner of fringe topics that are related to weight loss. When if they really wanted people to understand what causes weight gain at its most base level, they could just say that carbohydrates produce insulin in the body, which stores calories as fat. If everyone had that knowledge alone, the obesity rate in the modern world would drop by a massive amount and help avoid a ton of other health-related problems as well. But that concept is fairly simple and easy to understand, and you can't really charge for it. These experts will show testimonial after testimonial of all the success they've had and how well their program works. The problem with this is that they act as if that success exists in a vacuum and ignore everything else that's going on around it. They've got dozens of happy customers who look like Adonis after all, yet they ignore the droves of people who tried their special diet and gave up because they couldn't figure out what the hell it is and isn't a paleo-compliant food. There are tons of people who get frustrated at all the seemingly arbitrary rules and unnecessary complexity to the point that they can't help but give up in the end and accept their current state of unhealthy as the new norm. 
This is the truly tragic part of the current state of health in the modern world. Experts think they're doing good work because they're helping people get healthy. And for the ones who stick with it, they usually are. But they ignore the fact that the complexity of their program could frustrate and confuse others to the point that they give up on being healthy entirely. And that's the real crime. Now, I don't mean to paint healthcare, fitness, and diet professionals as an Illuminati-style group sitting in closed-door meetings plotting how they're going to make a boatload of money off an intentionally inflicted cycle of sickness and pain. They don't all participate in this, and many of them are very vocal about opposing it. But many do engage in this behavior, and it's important to be aware of it if you want to break the cycle of leapfrogging from fad diet to fad diet without ever achieving your goals. My goal with this podcast is to help you avoid all that, and to discover, like I did, how simple and clear everything becomes when you understand the root causes of all these problems, instead of focusing on the symptoms that sit on the surface. In the interest of keeping things simple, I feel that old adage is pretty relevant here. Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Trainers and gurus will give you fish all you want, so long as you keep paying them. But my goal here is to teach you how to fish, aka how to take care of your own health, as far as this janky metaphor goes. This is the Duskbound Podcast, and the damaging health effects of sitting at a desk all day will definitely be something that comes up. That said, there are many more factors at play here that are damaging people's health in the modern world. I'll have fitness experts on as guests as well, but only ones who focus on how to exercise as efficiently and effectively as possible. People are pretty busy these days. The last thing they want to do is pick up a part-time job as a gym rat. So I'll be bringing guests on who can help you get the most bang for your buck in terms of time spent at the gym. We'll also be discussing things like posture and creating a healthy workspace, diet, sleep problems, and one that I'm finding is more and more relevant the more people I interview, stress. I don't want to dive too deep into this today, but let's just say that chronic stress, which is becoming all too common these days, is like dropping a bomb on the precious balance of hormones and nerves that keep our body moving. More on that later. For now, I want to cover a few things that will help you get the most out of this podcast and help you make long-term healthy changes instead of sticking with them for a few weeks and then just giving up. The first is actually a quote by Bruce Lee, no less who, when talking about his approach to learning martial arts, said to adapt what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is uniquely your own. This idea has guided me in my pursuit of knowledge in all these aspects of health, and to be honest, in life in general. The people I interview may have different opinions on what constitutes a healthy lifestyle. A sleep specialist might have a different opinion about diet than an expert in chronic pain, who might have a different opinion about exercise than the ultramarathon coach. When you understand the causes of these things, their recommendations will all make a lot more sense. But for the time being, don't let minor differences in opinion distract you from the truly insightful knowledge that they have to share about their specific area of expertise. The second thing has to do with how we learn. Much of the learning that we do in life is to acquire what I call just-in-case knowledge. Throughout all of school, we stockpile a ton of information about a variety of different subjects, just in case we end up needing it in the future. This has its uses for the basic subjects of math, science, and language that we need to navigate daily life, but it often leads to us trying to cram a bunch of information that never sticks because it just seems irrelevant, or it never gets used and was a waste of time anyway. 
I'm a big proponent of what I call just-in-time knowledge. This means learning a concept or topic when it's relevant to you or when it's important in your life. Learning about circadian rhythms and REM cycles might have bored us to tears when we learned about it as high school students who had no trouble sleeping. But as an adult who's struggling to get a good night's rest, that subject is now relevant and interesting, and learning about it becomes that much easier. For this reason, I've created the Deskbound Toolbox, an audio glossary of mini-episodes explaining these topics in just a few minutes each. The purpose is to arm you with the tools you need to understand the topics we discuss, so I'll give you a heads up before each interview about which mini-episodes to listen to beforehand. That way the subject becomes that much simpler. So go to our website deskbound.co slash toolbox to get access and make these topics that much simpler. The third relates less to the podcast itself and is more of a good guideline to approach your health and fitness endeavors in general. It's a quote by the French philosopher Voltaire, who said that the perfect is the enemy of the good. A friend told me this when I was just starting this journey at the age of 24, and I was trying to plan every aspect of my diet and workout plan down to the tiniest detail. After neglecting their health for a long time as I did, Many people will attempt to make up for lost time by adopting the strictest, buzzword-laden diet they can muster and a special forces-level training regimen. This is A, unsustainable. The body isn't built to handle that, especially not after a long period of neglect. And B, an all-or-nothing proposition. There is no room for error with an approach this strict, so when a person inevitably caves in and has a slice of pizza at the office work party, they go completely off the rails and head over to Willy Wonka's place to mow down donuts topped with Nutella off an Oompa Loompa's belly. Don't strive for the perfect, especially not if you're just starting out. Strive for the good approach that you can stick with. Being healthy is a marathon, not a sprint. The fourth thing I want to touch on is using this to help others. You might benefit a great deal from an episode with the strength coach, but ignore the episode with the sleep specialist because you already sleep great. And that's totally fine. But if you know of someone who does suffer from that problem, please tell them about the episode. These interviews are, in a way, prescriptions for the individual problems that people suffer from. But instead of a pill or a surgery, I want to spread the knowledge of the different habit and lifestyle changes that people can make to reverse the damage and prevent those problems from happening in the first place. So if you benefit from these interviews, please share them with others. On a final note, I want to hear from you. If you read a book that changed your life or know of an expert who's made a huge difference in your health that you think other people could benefit from, shoot me an email about it. I'll get them on the show so that others can benefit from their knowledge as well. That's all for today. Stay tuned in for new episodes that will go out every week on Monday. Till next time. <laughs>